السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والسابقون الأولون من المهاجرين والأنصار والذين اتبعوهم بإحسان رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه وأعد لهم جنات تجري تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها أبدا ذلك الفوز العظيم صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ما رسبكتد أنربل علماء كرام أنربل وبلوفد ألدز وبرادز الإسلام الله تبارك وتعالى for our success has created this great ni'mat of Allah which is called Hidayah. This Hidayah that Allah wa ta'ala grants upon us is so important to a believer that in Surah Al-Fatiha Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to make this dua ihdina sirat al-mustaqim O oh Allah, guide us on the Sirat-e-Mustaqim. Give us hidayat on the Sirat-e-Mustaqim. A rough calculation. A man that lived his life for 60 years would have in his salat at least would have made this dua either behind the imam or in his own salah over 500,000 times. That is showing us and indicating to us the importance of Hidayah. Thereafter, Allah Taala qualifies this Hidayat. What is this sirat mustaqim Allah Taala says, sirat al-ladhina an'amta alayhim. It is the path of those whom you have favored. In other words, Allah Ta'ala is speaking about Rijalullah, the men of Allah Rabbul Izzat. Alladheena an'ama Allahu alayhim minan nabiyyin wa siddiqeen wa shuhada wa salihin. The anbiya alayhimu salatu wa salam, the siddiq, the truthful servants of Allah, the shuhada, the martyrs, the salihin those who practice upon the deen of Allah Rabbul Izzat. And amongst them, the greatest of people upon whom 
Allah Tabarakawatala had favored was undoubtedly the Ashab and the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Turn the pages of the Quran. Very early in the next surah, in Surah Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has spoken about the criteria of Iman. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ آمِنُوا كَمَا آمَنَ النَّاسِ When it was said to the munafiqeen, bring Iman like how Sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum had brought Iman. Allah made the Iman the benchmark, the criteria of all Iman. فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ فَقَدِ اِهْتَدَوْا With regards to the Yahud and the Nasara, Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala is addressing Sahaba once again. فَإِنْ آمَنُوا If they, the Ahle Kitab, the Yahud and the Nasara, had brought Iman, like how you brought Iman, فَقَدِ اِهْتَدَوْا They would have found this hidayat of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. When we look at Sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum, that just not besides the fact that Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala had made the iman, the criteria of iman till the day of qiyamah, Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala speaks about Sahaba in such glowing terms that we understand from Quran in itself and from the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah had handpicked, Allah Ta'ala had chosen each and every Sahabi of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They being on earth, the existence on earth, at the advent of the Nubuat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was by no way a coincidence. But it was the handpicked choice of Allah Rabbul Izzat. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he, re- he reports and he explains this concept إِنَّ اللَّهَ نَذَرَ فِي قُلُوبِ الْعِبَادِ Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala looked into the hearts of all His servants. Then Allah Ta'ala had found that the best heart was the heart of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Ta'ala chose him, Allah had sent him with the risalat. Then again Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala after looking into the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala once again looked into the hearts of the ibad, of the slaves, of the servants. Then Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala chose the ashab. Allah chose the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was never a coincidence that Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu just happened to be in Makkah at the advent of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was never a coincidence that Sayyidina Umar or Sayyidina Uthman or Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhum just happened to be in Makkah. If you go a little afar, what brought Sayyidina Salman radiallahu ta'ala anhu to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Sayyidina Suhaib Rumi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, these were hearts, these were individuals that were handpicked by Allah wa ta'ala and brought to the fore. When we look at the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Sahaba Muhammadur Rasulullah, وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاهُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ تَرَاهُمْ رُكَّعًا سُجَّدًا يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانًا سِيمَاهُمْ فِي وُجُوهِهِمْ مِّنْ أَثَرِ السُّجُودِ 
ذالک مثلهم في التوراه ومثلهم في الانجيل اللہ تعالی gives us a glimpse of the inner feelings of sahaba for each other that they were between and amongst themselves they were most compassionate but when it came to the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they were not compassionate and then when you look at them you will find them always ruk'an sujada they always in the position of ruku in the position of sajda they always submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the extent that you will see the effects of it on their faces and then Allah Ta'ala says that that is the example, the description that we had given in the Torah and in the Injil. In the time of Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu sent a batch of the Sahaba towards a particular place. It was a Christian area. Of course, the hukam of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam always stood that when you go there, number one, give them da'wah towards Islam. They presented the da'wah, these people did not accept. Second, give them the option of jizya, the protective levy. If they accept, accept the levy, give them the protection. When they gave them the second option of the levy of the jizya, these people accepted the jizya. And then in the time of Sayyiduna Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, every year the collectors will go, every year they will collect the jizya. Now Sayyiduna Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu leaves the world. And thereafter the successor comes in. And now he sends the collectors once again. And these Christians said, now we are in no need of your protection. So one of the collectors asked, why is it for all these years, these number of years, you had been paying the protective levy? He said, now we're prepared to fight you. When we look at your faces, we don't find these faces matching our scriptures. When Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu in his khilafat, Sahaba had gone to Al-Quds, to Jerusalem, to Masjid Al-Aqsa. On the one hand, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-As radiallahu ta'ala anhu, on the other hand, Sayyiduna Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, they continued to besiege the city. And then they sent a letter to Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that perhaps these people will come out of the city and surrender if your presence is here. Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu looks at the letter, he ponders, he makes mushura, and he leaves for this momentous journey a journey that is historical in the life of any one of the Khulafai Rashidin radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu goes forth. And when he comes to the wall of Al-Quds, the chief priest comes out and he looks at Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he says, by God, this is the description of the person we found in our books. The exact description of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala who was found in the scriptures shows us that at that time and even before, from Azal, from eternity, 
اللہ تبارک و تعالی ہے چوزن صحابہ رضی اللہ تعالی عنہم اللہ تعالی ہے انشرائن دی ڈسکرپشنز ان دی تورا اللہ تعالی انشرائن دی ڈسکرپشنز ان دی انجیل اینڈ ہنس اللہ تبارک و تعالی ہیڈ میڈ دیم دی اصحاب محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم برادرز اینڈ فرینڈز دیٹ از دی ایگزامپل دیٹ اللہ تعالی ہیز لیفٹ فار یو اینڈ آئی ان سورہ النساء اللہ تعالی سیز ومن یشاقق الرسول من بعد ما تبین له الهدى ويتبع غير سبيل المؤمنين نوله ما تولى ونسله جهنم that whoever opposes whoever moves away whoever separates from the way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam after the hidayat had been granted In other words, the Qur'an is being revealed. You read the Qur'an, you understand the Qur'an, and then you want to move away from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, number one, and then he follows any path besides the path of the believers, that is the sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhu majma'in. Imam Shafi rahmatullahi was once asked that where is it said to us that we have to follow the consensus of Sahaba. Where is it that we have to follow the consensus of Sahaba? Imam Shafi rahmatullahi took a period of time of three days. And he said, I'll come back to you after three days. Imam Shafi rahmatullahi, it is narrated for three days and three nights, Imam Shafi rahmatullahi made three khatams of the Qur'an. Allah give us that tawfiq, that we align ourselves with Kitabullah. We align ourselves with this Qur'an. We have gone very far from this Qur'an. And then after three days and three nights, Imam Shafi rahmatullahi comes back and he says, this is the ayah. وَمَنْ يُشَاقِقِ الرَّسُولَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى That whoever moves away from the path of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he has left the path, he follows any other path besides the path of Sahaba, then one adab of Allah Ta'ala in this world, نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى We will turn him in the direction in which he has turned. Leave Quran, leave Sunnah, leave the life of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, look for the solutions of all your problems and your matters in either democracy or whatever the West or the East of the world has to offer us Brothers and friends, Allah will make us pursue that and that is a silent punishment of Allah wa ta'ala and then we, way, we go wayward, far away from the Qur'an, far away from Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, far away from the lives of Sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhu majma'in. Now with regards to Sahaba, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us a very very important caution. Probably every Jumu'ah or most Jumu'ahs in the second khutbah, we hear these words, Allah, Allah, fi ashabi, la tattakhiduhum gharadan ba'di, faman ahabbahum, fabihubbi ahabbahum, waman abghadahum, fabibughdi abghadahum. Sometimes we may feel Allah, Allah, the Imam is making some dua to Allah Ta'ala, but that's not the case. Fear Allah. Ittaqillah, Ittaqillah, look at the emphasis, fear Allah, fear Allah regarding my sahaba. 
لَتَتَّخِذُوهُمْ غَرَدًا مِّن بَعْدِي And do not make them targets of abuse after me. We cannot base the analogy of our communities on the community of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu majma'in. We may have mutual discord amongst ourselves in our families. Allah grant muhabbat. And Allah ta'ala unite this ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But we cannot think that how we live, that is how the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum lived. فَمَنْ أَحَبَّهُمْ فَبِحُبِّي أَحَبَّهُمْ Whoever loves them, loves them because he loves me. And that is a clear-cut thing from Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our love for Sahaba should, our love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should automatically inculcate the love for the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَنْ أَبْغَضَهُمْ And whoever detests the Sahaba, whoever dislikes the Sahaba, reviles the Sahaba, then he does it because he dislikes me, he hates me, and he reviles me. Allah Ta'ala save us from that. So brothers, when we look at this aspect of Iman, and now we'll go one step ahead, one step further. One is the Sahaba of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and then another, most of them, the Ahle Bayt of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, formed part of the Ashab of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. On many occasions, some may want to show their love for the asha, for the Ahle Bayt, for the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, at the expense of the Sahaba radiallahu taala anhum, at the expense of venerating and loving the Sahaba. It is a simple matter that we love the Ahle Bayt and we love the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We do not complicate this matter that because we love the Ahle Bayt, we need to hate the Sahaba. Just one or two incidents for us to understand that between Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum and Ahle Bayt, there was a mutual relationship, a relationship of love, a relationship of compassion and care, a relationship where each one had considered the other. Let us look at Sayyiduna Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu for example. Now we know in his khilafat, after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's demise, after he left this world, there was turbulence. On the one hand, people renegated from the deen of Allah, they left this deen. On the other hand, there was the claim of false prophethood, the imposters had come to the fore. And then we found that there were those that did not want to pay zakat. And then even worse, Medina Munawwara was under threat that they will attack Medina Munawwara. And then of course, Sayyidina Usama ibn Zayd radiallahu ta'ala whose army had to leave Medina Munawwara. These were the conditions that Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala was faced with. And Allah ta'ala had given him the strength. Allah ta'ala had given him the courage. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala had given him that imani strength to go forth and to hold this ummah together. On one occasion, Sayyiduna Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala who decided that he is joining the army to go out in the path of Allah to check the renegades. Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu ta'ala who comes, Sayyiduna Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala who has already embarked on his conveyance. 
Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala who holds firmly on the reins of that conveyance. And he says, and listen to the address, Ya Khalifatar Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Khalifa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, just by the way we should understand that there was only one person in this ummah that was given the title by Sahaba of Khalifatul Rasul and that was Sayyiduna Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. From the Khilafat of Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, it changed to Amirul Mu'mineen. So there was only one Khalifatul Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that was worthy of the title and that was Sayyiduna Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He said, O Khalifatul Rasul, where to, where are you going? So Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, I am going out in the path of Allah. It was not usual, it was not normal for a sahabi to stop another sahabi from going out in the path of Allah. Each sahabi will encourage the other to go, father will encourage the son, son will encourage the father, husband will, wife will encourage the husband to go out in the path of Allah, brother will encourage the brother. That was the way sahaba, their tabiyat, their mizaj was like that, the mindset was that way. But Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala who said to him, O Khalifatul Rasul, may I remind you of the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at the time of Uhud. At the time of Uhud, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said to Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala, O Abu Bakr, sheathed your sword. Put your sword back into its sheath. Put it away. Do not distress us with the danger of your loss. Now Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu at this moment, in the khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr is saying this, would that be hatred? That was extreme care, compassion, love, mutual understanding. Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu relented and he then turned back and he came back to Medina Tayyibah. Brothers, that's just one example. When we go into the example of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, we all know that Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu had proposed for the daughter of Sayyidina Ali and Sayyida Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, her name was Ummi Kulthum. Then he explained to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu that this will give me great joy and there is no one there is no one that will appreciate the alibayt, the lineage, the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than me. When Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu had given his daughter to Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and again think about it, are you going to really give your daughter to someone with whom you have a mutual discord? Are you going to give your daughter to someone in which there is hostility in a relationship? Never. So Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu had given his daughter to Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu when he left he said to the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum congratulate me for certainly I have heard that by Qiyamah every relationship will be cut but the relationship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu had come to the last part of his life. And now he was leaving this world. He obviously had chosen the next Khalifa. And he makes this announcement, I have chosen the next Khalifa. And he asked the Sahaba, do you accept my choice? 
Look at Sahaba. By and large, nobody questioned who that choice is, who that person is. Everybody said accepted. One person stands out of the crowd and he says, we will only accept if he's Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And that was Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So who would say that Sayyidina Abu Bakr had usurped Khilafat? Who would say that Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu had usurped Khilafat? Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu himself was happy with the choice of Sayyidina Abu Bakr choosing Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And a last example that now Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu has left this world. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, that we stood there, we mean Sahaba, we stood around his body and we were sinking and drowning in our own grief when I heard somebody tap me on my shoulder. And when I look back, it was Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, I'll paraphrase this, O Abdullah ibn Abbas, Nobody else's deeds will please me to go to Allah but the deeds of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So he was happy with Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu's deeds. Brothers and friends, Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala had made the Sahaba's iman the criteria of our iman. Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala had made the way of life the criteria of our way of life. We seek and we beseech hidayat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The easiest and quickest way that we will find this hidayat, we will find this guidance is to follow the ashab, the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In that Allah ta'ala said, radiyallahu anhum wa an. Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala was pleased with them. They were pleased with Allah ta'ala. And Allah ta'ala says, yawma la yukhshillahu nabi. يَوْمَ لَا يُخْزِ اللَّهُ النَّبِيَّ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَا That on the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will never humiliate, disgrace Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba that brought Iman with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Number one, to understand our basic aqidah, our beliefs. And secondly, Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to love and to follow the ashab, the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhiru da'wana ni alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.